Coming up to 8.46, and South Korea's new antitrust chief has told Chebol, it's time to talk, or we need to talk. <laughs> Andrew Jung of Merger Market, I, I, it's not so hard to get you around a table to, to talk. I'm pleased no. to say good morning. Good morning. Um, but seriously, we've known this moment was coming. Chebol have been sitting there, I'm sure, under fire, under pressure, for months under the remainder of the Puck and Hay administration, knowing that uh, that whole scandal was affecting them mm. directly, some more than others. But also knowing that uh, a shift in lib- liberal administration could mean more pressure for them. Mm. And um, I think there's been a lot of speculation on what uh, Kim Sang-jo will say to the conglomerates. And uh, on the one hand, we see a great majority of the editorials here lauding the KFTC's goal of uh, increasing regulatory certainty and transparency by you know, convening these, this kind of meeting. But on the other hand, you have a lot of other editorials and news reports noting that this um, invitation should not become a bossy, unilateral, military-style briefing on what companies should do rather than a genuine two-way chat between conglomerates and the KFTC. Remember, again, as you mentioned, um, the, what happened under the Hakone administration. So the meeting is slated for f- this Friday, according to local reports. So we'll, we'll see, I guess, what happens uh, actually at the, re- uh, at the meeting. So looking at some of the papers here, the Mail Business Daily has been naturally following the story closely. <laughs> right. And and this newspaper was was on the side of, I guess, one of the uh, most outspoken uh, supporters for the meeting, uh, lauding Chairman Sangjo Kim's efforts to increase policy and regulatory certainty. Uh, the newspaper goes as far as calling the meeting a necessity and a very important one. Um, and and argues that without such a meeting, increased regulatory activity uh, under Kim Sang-jo, which is quite expected, uh, could scare businesses into passive uh, management styles that will in turn hurt the economy. Uh, and the newspaper also, again, lauds Kim's willingness to talk, uh, noting the new chairman's comments from a press conference this month, uh, during which he said he understands that each chaebol, or business group here in Korea, has its own set of unique um, challenges that the FTC or the Fair Trade Commission will have to take into account. Uh, the newspaper concludes by saying that whether we like it or not, Samsung, uh, Hyundai Motor, LG, and SK have a presence in our economy that is, quote, absolute, and that the Korean competition regulator must be aware that whether we like it or not, quote, the Chebos are precious assets to our economy. Uh, this is a quote that the newspaper used uh, from Kim's uh, previous comments, uh, trying to highlight, I guess, uh, Kim Sang-jo's willingness to talk, but at the same time his realization that, you know, dealing with the Chebos is a two-way street. Uh, it's nice to know that there is that nuanced approach there, it's, mm. which is vital. Mm. But the Dong Ailbo, what's it had to say? And Tongaibo, again, was one of the, one of the great, uh, I guess, the, on the side of the majority of the editorials, lauding the meeting itself. But then it was one of the uh, editorials that noted caution uh, that it shouldn't become a military-style briefing. And this new newspaper, again, uh, voiced a bit of worry over the coming meeting. And although the newspaper, again, initially voices a note of welcome on the meeting to you know, increase regulatory transparency, uh, the newspaper does add that there is the, quote, need... Uh, for the meeting to not become a platform for Kim to bark down orders to the conglomerates. Uh, the Tongaibo adds that the meeting should rather be a forum for Kim to listen uh, to what kind of wishes, uh, they use the word wishes, uh, what wishes the conglomerates have, and concludes by urging the newly appointed Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister, uh, Kim Dong-yeon, to convene a similar meeting with the country's top conglomerates. So we're getting the message here that 
this is an opportunity. This is the right approach, but it's also a chance to go one way or the other with this policy or series of policies. Right. What about eDaily? eDaily was similar to the Tomorrow, but um, just one note that I wanted to highlight from this editorial, uh, from this business newspaper, was that it, it notes how the Chebors have a a two side kind of you know face to them and. The newspaper argues that on the one hand, the Shabbos have grown into global players through consistent innovation and persistent effort. So these are, you know, companies that we should be proud of. But on the other hand, we are fully aware that these Shabbos have a history of abusing their market dominance, especially locally, uh, while using their wealth illegally, um, well, sometimes legally at least, uh, give business contracts to their affiliates and, you know, affiliates owned by family members of the owning family, mm-hmm. et cetera, rather than, you know, giving opportunities to new entrants to the market. So right. yeah, they have this two side and this newspaper, E-Daily, uh, urges uh, Kim Sang-jo to take that as account. And I'm, sh- I'm more than sure that Kim Sang-jo is fully aware of this two side, you know, nature to the Tebos. We've also got companies accusing the Moon administration of over-regulating the telecom market. We've heard of pretty notable steps, which might also be accused of being populist. But mm. frankly, populist measures are populist for a reason. Right. right. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad, just because no. they're crowd-pleasers. But it also has that, uh, that, that kind of implication that you're doing it only to gain popularity rather than having the higher motivation of doing what's best for the country. And and in this case, Mm. we all use smartphones pretty much. We all rely on telecommunications in this country. So the idea that people would make that cheaper sounds appealing. It does sound appealing. And and, uh, the one other thing that we should take into account is that if you look at your phone bill here in Korea, there's so many components, like so many discounts, you know, various subsidies going in. So if I just look at the number and feel dizzy. Right, right. Everyone ends up looking at the bottom of the paper, right? But yeah. then it's so complicated, but it shows how much, you know, regulated, how much, how many, you know, nuances go into the phone bill, uh, as it is already. And uh, on the one hand, you have editorial saying the Moon administration is going too far. It's the telecom industry is so regulated already. But on the other hand, uh, you have editorial saying, you know, with the right approach, we might, we might, I guess, achieve uh, a cheaper phone bill. Well, the, the Moon administration cut, can't cut down my mobile shopping, can they? They can't do that. I'm not sure that, 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 that That's a populist ask too far, I'm sure. That seems to account for the biggest uh, costs of my own breakdown. But seriously here, I mean, it's a relatively small amount of money, but when you add it up, for some people, it makes a big difference. And for the companies... It can really add up, obviously, when you're talking about millions of consumers. What's the Korea Economic Daily had to say? Right. Uh, this business newspaper argues that the administration is going too far. Uh, it says that uh, the government has already, you know, interfered in the market so much that, you know, competition is is barely present uh, among the three incumbent players, which is, of course, uh, affiliates of SKLG uh, and KT. And um, this editorial says that the Moon administration is only creating more problems by trying to regulate the telecoms market even more. Uh, In an older editorial, the newspaper also argues that there are so many regulations that free competition, again, among the three incumbents is impossible and argues that price falls will only come after less regulation, uh, in fact, deregulation, and more competition uh, among the three players. And I, I also want to highlight the other side of this argument uh, presented by uh, the local media here. And uh, this whole Economic Daily and the Mail business newspaper, these newspapers, I guess, were on the side uh, noting that 
you know, cutting down phone bills is a great idea, and again, you know, a popular idea. But then these newspapers also did note that, you know, forcing a, you know, a price ceiling into various discounts and other components of the phone bill uh, could lead to uh, these three companies being forced to, I guess, you know, invest less uh, in the. Uh, Infrastructure, uh, if you will, in the you know coming the five G infra, you know developing uh, various intellectual patents uh, that could be used mm. elsewhere. For example, you know besides Korea, remember that you know Qualcomm, for example, they developed a lot of technologies that are used you know worldwide, and hence are you know enjoying uh, the benefits of that right now because they earn a lot of royalties uh, through that kind of you know, patent. So you know they're arguing; these newspapers were arguing that you know less phone bills is good. But then that means less revenue for the companies. But even even worse than that, you know, these companies won't have the cash, if you will, to invest uh, in creating more uh, telecommunications assets that could be later used to create, you know, more innovation and more market efficiency, and leading to you know lower phone prices, uh, phone bill prices, uh, in the longer run. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to to dress this up as. A move to ensure transparency, but uh, another way of looking at that is it's it's such a rigid market as you suggested, and mm. and when you choose between the companies, when you're choosing your provider, <laughs> it's kind of like which right. name do you like the best, or which logo do you like? Because frankly, they're becoming so equal, even in just terms of network coverage. If you're living in Seoul, I mean, mm. so, some rural areas have heard that some networks are better than others, but right, right. Really, not that much in it. They're even offering the same sorts of promotions with the uh, big retail outlets, and that's one thing I miss, Andrew. Is one thing I used to do is be able to negotiate with carriers, and uh, even halfway through a contract, be able to switch from one carrier to the other. They'd pick up the cost right. in order to have you switch over, and and you'd be able to negotiate on your handset. It does limit a lot of the opportunities for consumers, while protecting some too. Give and take. By the way, Andrew, while I've got a moment to ask you, do you think these editorials really make a difference? Do they influence government policy? I think they do because um, you know the top lawmakers, um, uh, the people at the presidential office, they do they do read the newspapers and they take uh, what they say into account. I'm not sure you know how much they influence their thinking actually, but they do read the newspapers a lot, and you know a lot of the policymakers. Are you know very you know, sensitive to what the press says? So. Well, they don't even need to read; they just need to listen to you summarizing them for us <laughs> on different view. Andrew Jung of Merger Market, thank you very much. Thank you, Alex. And that's our show for today. Stay with us here on TBS EFM. We've got Kardashian coming up next with Careerscape. Before that, your latest news headlines. We'll be back with this morning tomorrow at seven o five.